Okay. Sometimes I do this, folks. Good morning. Good Monday morning. I think it's November 8th. Not sure. Um, I did a 10-minute podcast complaining, and then I like got it out of my system, and I'm redoing this. I did a run this morning. It's my week four, day one, Couch to 5K app. And I've been doing these since I was about 35. The first time I did a 5K, I was 35 years old because I was thinking it was this big pivotal life change age. I'm 35. I'm heading towards 40. And I did a color run with my son at the time who was like 14 maybe. I want to say Miles was 14 maybe. We did a color run in Cleveland and we did this app and ran through the neighborhood. And it was a really cool color run. Like they just throw colored powder at you while you're running. And uh, it was very fun. And then we ate at a, what's that burger place? Red Robin, I think we ate out after we were done. Then the next year, like, I'm just going to shorten it up, but I've done this for about eight years. I've done these couch to 5k apps in the eight years. I only did three 5ks that I actually ran, paid money and went on races because there've been a few years where I sprained ankles and wrists trying to do the running app. I'm just a very clumsy bitch. So out of eight years, I've done three 5ks, but fuck it. Still cool. Did a blacklight run in Berea. That was at night with Miles and his friend. It's like a rave going on afterwards. That was cool. And we did a zombie run with my two youngest kids at, I think, Farm Park. And we did like a zombie run at night also. And there were like people walking like zombies in cornfields while you're running through them. So pretty cool stuff. Totally, if you get a chance to do a 5K, you should. I should have done a Dirty Girl Mud Run this year, but they canceled the shit for COVID. So I don't know when the re-update is. I have to check my emails. But um, that would have been four in eight years. I'm at like 50%. So... I'm doing that this week. I did it today, but I was slow as fuck. And I'm trying so hard. That Danish parenting book I've mentioned before, y'all should read it, even if you don't have kids, because like the Danish people are statistically like they do these studies since the fucking 70s and they have 40 years of being basically the happiest people in the world. So what are they doing that we don't learn or that we don't get in our culture? You know, it's something fascinating we should all strive for. Because that science to well-being class basically said 40% of the happiness in your life is in your control. 40 fucking percent. Almost half of your fucking mood is in your control. And I think that maybe a majority of our culture plays victim mentality. And I get it. I've had a lot of death, dude. We just had a death a couple weeks ago of my uncle. Like, and my dad and several family members died in August. Like, it's been a rough go. So deaths, maybe you your house gets foreclosed, you lose your job. Like those are definitely situational things that happen that you're not going to look at a fucking silver lining on that. You're really not. Although with my dad's death, I kind of did because I said at least it happened fast and maybe he didn't know it was coming. But this Danish parenting book, even if you don't have kids, you should read it. My first instinct today, because my inner monologue is the drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket, like... Nobody can criticize me or hate on me as much as I criticize myself and hate on myself. It's just it's just what fuels me. Hatred fuels me, I guess. I don't know. But my first instinct was like, you slow ass bitch, move your fat ass. Like all these horrible things in my head. Like, why aren't you, you know, come on, you're weak, you know, and just like running. And I'm my running speed today had to be my fucking fast walking speed, I'm guessing. But I got 52% of that book down. I'm halfway through it and I'm like, you know what, Dana, you ran, you're in week four, you're almost halfway through your running app. Like you're doing a good job. So what you ran slow, you still ran. So I'm trying real hard to focus on the positive. 
and let's not be like super toxic, positive people, you know, like those, those people drive me just as fucking nuts as like your Debbie Downers. It's just being a realist. It was slow. I'm accepting that it was slow, but I did it. And so I'm gonna be happy about it. And there's always room for improvement. So Wednesday when I do my day two, because I do it three days a week, I'll work on it. So that's that. Um, my last fucking podcast was like a 20 minute tirade of being annoyed at people not doing their job. So I'm going to spare you that one. My other thing I want to talk about that I did for me, cause I'm always trying to talk about doing more self care things. And, uh, I did a class my niece taught. I hope I say this right. It was like a sound immersion yoga. I know I'm saying something wrong. Sound immersion bowl. I don't know. Is that mystic yoga? Mystic yoga is a mentor. My niece, Larissa, teaches classes there. And one of my geek girlfriends, Michelle, who's closer in age to my son than me, but she's a very cool girl. She, um, cool woman. She told me she got tickets to go because she actually went to school with my niece. And uh, she's like, let's go check this out. So we went. And it was very beautiful. It was an hour and a half. Like you hold the poses for, I don't know, three minutes or so at a time. And I literally, when we show up, the class was full. And I was jokingly on the way in telling Michelle, I'm like, this is like a bougie yoga thing, huh? You know, (laughs) like we go in and I do practice yoga with my boys. We do it for homeschool. I've done it for years, but like, you know, I'm going to be honest. Sometimes I do like a kid yoga with the kids and it's very fucking cute. And they have YouTube channels you can check out. Sometimes me and Mark are really achy and we do like adult chair yoga on YouTube. Like there's a whole bunch of different ones you can do. Now, this one, this guy had all these musical instruments at the head of the class. He had like this rain stick. He had like a gong, I think. He had a guitar, an acoustic guitar, which was my favorite. He had like chimes. He had those sound bowls where you like do the thing on the outside and they were fucking huge, like a potted plant could go in them. There was a different sizes, but the biggest one was like a huge one you'd see on someone's deck. And then the lights were low, candles, you know, little LED lights, things were in there too. And they had like essential oils, very soothing, right? People, very soothing, very beautiful. My niece, very beautiful, doing poses. She even before class started said the hardest one will be this frog one, which definitely looked like a sexual position. And then I said that and then everybody chuckled and I'm like, okay, like, don't do that. Just be, you know, just go with it. So we're doing the poses and God bless my niece. She's like putting bolsters and blocks on me when she thinks she needs, I needed them, which I did a few times. <clears throat> but here's the thing. I've tried meditation in my life. I have ADD. I'm sure somebody out there with ADD meditates and it's helped their ADD. Kudos. I am not that person. The guy was doing these different instruments. Okay. And at one fucking point, hand to God, when he was doing these sounds, all I could hear was that orchestra music from The Shining. That boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Like, it wasn't that fast. He was obviously slow with it, but even like doing one note for however many seconds and then doing the other one. So because I hear the music, because it's your eyes are closed, you're holding whatever position, I immediately in my mind... I'm seeing like flashes from the movie, like the twins, the bloody elevator, the fucking carpet pattern. Like I'm just, and I'm like, then, you know, she's remember to breathe. And I'm like back. Okay. No, no. Your mind's wandering. You're supposed to be breathing. Then she was doing this nice, like talking you through, you know, and just your center, be calm. You know, these very nice, pleasant things. My ADD brain. I don't know why people, I really don't. I had to tell my husband, it went into like a new Orleans, like jazz funeral. Like when the saints go marching in, or like the fucking sex, all the horns and everything, and people jumping around in my head. 
And then I started mm-hmm. getting scenes. If you've ever seen the movie The Giver, good books, by the way, which actually is probably one of the first things that I have not read but seen the movie. Usually I at least read them and see the movie. But The Giver, I know there's a whole series of books. I've only seen the movie for the first book. But there's like these scenes that come up for joy and come up for sorrow. And like that was running through my head. What else did I... I can't even remember. It was just all these kind of things. And I was almost angry at myself for not being able to focus and work on my breathing and just be present and just be there for me and enjoy this hour and a half without somebody needing something from me, me doing something for somebody like just for me. And I could even focus. And so then I like had this big realization that like, I think I thrive in chaos. Like I've been an ER nurse for a total of, I've been at my current job for eight years since 2013. I got hired in and I did OR for three of those years, but I also cross trained to ER. So there'd be times I still, I still did ER during the three years I did OR. So basically eight years of ER experience before that I had three years in ER at a different hospital. So 11 years of ER experience and four as a med surge nurse. So the majority of my career has been ER related. And as much as I've pulled back to PRN this past year, I think that like, that's just where I thrive but I hate that that's where I thrive, but I do thrive with chaos. Like my kids sled riding downstairs, us laughing and singing and jumping around. Like, I don't know. I know that it's a good exercise to still your mind to focus on your breathing. And a lot of people say meditation's beneficial. And I'm not saying that it's not. I'm just saying maybe I have to tweak what I think meditation means. Like maybe it's not stillness and quiet for me. Maybe it's, you know, the fact that loud blaring horns and dogs barking and kids screaming and, that I find my center in all of that. I don't know. It was very interesting. I totally recommend anybody go try out that yoga because for an hour and a half, I just, oh, oh, and then I did laugh because there at this one point we were laying and like on our backs flat and relaxing towards the end. And she was coming around adjusting us and like rubbing our necks and things. And she did something with her thumb over my forehead. And then when I, I said, did you just Simba me? <laughs> like Simba from Lion King? Like, but, um, it was very cool. I would love to go back and check it out. Um, I'm going to try to incorporate more yoga because I got to tell you, my husband does a lot of work with elderly people for physical therapy and, you know, like having your hips, like I always get, yeah, ab, abduct, like, you know, widening your hips. Like a lot of elderly people have trouble with those kind of things, like opening up your pelvic muscles. Like you really, you know, try to sit like a frog or try to sit like Indian style and push your knees down to the ground. Like, we kind of get really tense over time and everything kind of like atrophies. And so yoga is really good for that. My doctor suggested it as you get older. So you can be more blendy, blendy, bendy and pliable. So something to think about. Y'all should try some yoga. I'm going to do some this week because the hour and a half yoga, holding your positions for so many minutes, fucking Saturday and Sunday, I was limping around like an old brittle 90 year old woman. So, you know, it's always that way with me. Like I go from zero to 100. Like I need to like this couch to 5k app ensures that I just go slow and build up. So I think with yoga, I might do some like 10 minute sets a few times this week and do some nice gentle yoga with the kids. So yeah, that was my fun experience and uh, with my activities this week. And it's coming up to December where we take our month off of school. We do. We do like three months on, a month off, three months on, a month off. So like our off months are December, April, and August. Instead of like kids that get like all summer off, we kind of do it more blended. And I'm almost thinking of like 
even like doing it like just a week early, just so we could start focusing on some like mental and physical health things for like, that'll be our focus and uh, doing more of our hobbies that we don't spend time doing. Because I think we all like get caught up with just working and paying bills. And when's the last time you did a hobby? I want everybody to think about the last time they did something that was, you know, something they enjoy, not something because it's good for you, like my couch to 5k app or yoga, because those are good things to do. And they're good for you. They should be part of your life. Although I do tell you I read every day. But yeah, something you do for just yourself, crocheting, knitting, reading, not with a capitalistic edge to it that you're doing it to sell or to, you know, do it for school, like, you know, just something for yourself that you enjoy doing. So think on that and try to work on that this week. And I will keep trying with my yoga and running and not collapse and die because I'm telling you, I've been doing it for eight years, but I still don't love running. I still fucking hate it. I hate it. And I'm very envious of all the runners out there that do their 10 miles before work. Like I literally hate, hate, hate doing it, but I feel better after. So there's that. But y'all have a good day.